we'll be opening up California's tallest and fastest floorless dive coaster. On this ride, first we'll take you up a 45 degree lift, 153 feet up in the air. And then up at the top, you get this fantastic panoramic view of Mission Bay. And then you look out towards the Pacific Ocean. And then just as you've had a moment to really soak up that scenery, then we dangle you over the edge, looking down 90 degrees down at the ground. Hi, I'm Cindy Simmons, and this is See the World with Cindy Simmons. The goal of this podcast is to take you on an eye-opening journey, and we're going to explore everything that SeaWorld has to offer. I'm excited to jump in today as we learn about what it takes to create some of the most amazing theme park thrills in the country. I'm more excited to jump into this topic because I am looking for some mom hip and cool points with my teenage daughter because she loves the theme park thrills. So joining us today is Senior Director of Theme Park Development at SeaWorld, Jeff Hornick. Hi, Jeff. Hey, Cindy. Jeff, I'm not kidding. We're going to learn a lot about each other on our journey today. And the one thing you're going to learn is that I need to, at the end of this podcast, be cool with my daughter because she's obsessed. She's 16. She loves every thrill ride at SeaWorld. And I need to go and say, I know all the behind the scenes. So your mom is cool. So are we going to be able to meet that requirement by the end of the podcast? We will try to get you some cool points with your daughter. I know that's super important. It is. (laughs) So Jeff, kind of talk me through your beginning career at SeaWorld and to where we are now, fancy schmancy senior director. Uh, So I've been in the industry for 18 years. I started out as a part-time ride operator at the Kumba roller coaster at Busch Gardens, Tampa. So I was that guy that would check your restraint and give you the thumbs up and and send you off on your ride. And from there, I I worked at the Shikra roller coaster and I eventually found my way into the design engineering department at Busch Gardens. And from there, I've worked my way up in various positions. And in my current role, I, I helped develop all the latest attractions for all of our Domestic SeaWorld parks. How do you just make your way into the design aspect of of that? I love how you just kind of casually slip that in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a, it's been fun. You know, the, the finding my way it, in my current role, and actually my my whole career has really been a blending of my two passions of engineering and theme parks. So, while I was part time uh, part timer at Bush Gardens, I was going to the University of South Florida for a mechanical engineering degree. Wow. Uh, so, got engineering in my background, and then theme parks in my blood. So you're not only cool, you are super smart. (laughs) (laughs) So you're at SeaWorld and SeaWorld for me and for our family, it's such a combination of these like exciting theme park thrills mixed with animal care. So how do you weave those together? Yeah, SeaWorld's great because it, it really does offer something for the whole family. You know, you've got thrill rides, the animal attractions, shows, even the food and drink. Uh, and that really, that diversity is what makes my job really interesting because, you know, one day I may be working on a new roller coaster and the next day I may be working on a new dolphin show. So uh, every day brings brings something new. And just because of that diversity, that's what makes the experience at the SeaWorld parks so so great for for our guests. 
So how do you keep that balance then between the family friendly versus the thrills? Because in our family, the thrills are for my teenage daughter and my husband. And I'm more of on the eight-year-old level of my youngest daughter. So I'm on the family friendly thrill side and they are on the super big thrills. How do you find that balance? It's really looking at the overall guest experience. You know, when we are developing new attractions, we want to make sure that we have a mix for the whole family. And we, we want to keep the whole family unit in mind. Like, as you mentioned, some of your, your, like, you know, your teens maybe go on the ride, but the younger siblings or the grandparents, they, they may not be ready or willing to ride. So we have to think about what they're going to do while everyone else is, is enjoying the ride experience. So that we have to think in mind, you know, where are they going to sit? Are they going to have shade? What are they going to do in the meantime? And we spend a lot of great deal of time integrating those rides into the surroundings. So it looks like it's been there the entire time, but also to give those non-riders some great opportunities to have interactions and, and those, those interactions with the people who are actually enjoying the ride and taking pictures and waving at your loved ones as, as they're going around. So at the end of the day, it's really that, that shared group experience that leaves the, the most impactful memories. So how do you connect then the animals to the rides? Because I almost feel like sometimes I'm like, hey, I just learned something when I was on this ride. Yeah, we, we like to take inspiration from the natural world when we're considering our new attractions. So take, for example, Manta, which is our, our flying coaster in Orlando. We also have one in San Diego where you feel like a manta ray. Uh, flying through the water, or or Mako, uh, that's the the fastest shark on the planet. So that coaster is all about speed and airtime. So you really feel like a a shark when it's when it's chasing its prey. So we're trying to also weave in educational moments as you're walking through those cues and experiences. So on Manta, for example, you actually walk through an aquarium. You get to see real Manta, or you get to see rays before you get onto the ride. And on the Mako coaster, we've got a bunch of educational moments to talk about sharks in the natural environments and the plights that they have. So you really actually do learn something before you get on the ride. So it's more than just a great ride experience, but we're also taking something home, an emotional connection to, to those animals. That is exactly what our family experienced because you mentioned the two that are in our family's wheelhouse of favorites. Because with Manta, my teenager, my eight-year-old, and my husband went on Manta, but my eight-year-old had no idea what was ahead for her. She just was like, I can do this. I'm with Big Sissy. And she loved that walkthrough in the beginning. And she came off and she was like a little, whoa, still. But you could see how proud she was of herself that she went on this big ride with her big sister and her dad. And there was almost like this sense of accomplishment. Now, Mako is a little different. She was not ready for that. But my teenager loves Mako. It's her favorite. In fact, she just had her first school dance at SeaWorld Orlando. And that's all she did was <laughs> ride Mako <laughs> all night. She said it was the best first school dance experience ever. And she loves more of that, like, thrilling aggressiveness of it. So I love that there is kind of something for everyone there yeah, that they can experience. 
it's great. You know, I, my, my, I've got two young daughters, so they're not quite ready for the big rides there yet. But <laughs> I, I, I love experiencing the parks through their eyes and seeing my youngest daughter give Elmo a big hug. And my, my, my older daughter loves, you know, spotting fish in the aquarium. Yeah. Uh, my, my older daughter, actually, she loves drawing roller coasters for me. So uh, that's, that's where I, I get a lot of my great ideas from her. And she, re- <laughs> she really wants me to build a hammerhead coaster. So we'll see if we can work that in because that's her favorite animal. I think you should get right on that. And then you can, you know, maybe name it after your daughter. Do you think maybe she's following in your footsteps, possibly? Uh, we'll see. I mean, I got to get cool, cool points with her just like you. <laughs> Speaking of cool points, every time that we've been at SeaWorld recently, I've been seeing signs for some new thrill thrills that are coming next year. Can you give us like a little hint? Because I know there's more than one. Uh, we've, we actually, we've got a fantastic lineup uh, across all of our SeaWorld parks next year. So uh, in Orlando, we've got SeaWorld's first launch coaster, uh, mm-hmm. which, which is pretty awesome, but we've really amped it up because it's not only a launch coaster, but it's a quad launch coaster. So what that means is we'll launch you forwards and backwards four times what? up a 93-foot, 100-degree <laughs> spike, reverse oh. spike. So you're looking past vertical. And then it goes over a top hat element, lots of twists and turns. It really leaves you breathless. I, I, I like to call that ride relentlessly thrilling because it's really just element after element after element. Uh, and everybody who gets off just just loves it and, and wants to get right back in line. What we, is that we've one luckily, called? Uh, that one's called Icebreaker. Icebreaker. Oh, yep. Yeah, so we've luckily had a, a few of our uh, employees be have a little sneak preview of it and uh, everyone has given it rave reviews. So I, I really feel like that that ride's going to be a, a sleep, a little bit of a sleeper hit. But uh, once that opens to the public, I, I know it's going to be really, really enjoyable. The other cool thing about that ride is that it's uh, it's more of a, a, a step up for kids because it's a 48-inch height restriction. Oh. So kids who may have been outgrown the, like a, a Grover's boxcar roller coaster, right. but not quite ready for <laughs> Manta or Mako, it's, yeah. it's, it's a great next step for them. Oh, and that'll, that'll open perfect. up in February. In February. All right. What are the other ones that are opening? I love this sneak peek. This is very exciting. Yeah. In uh, SeaWorld San Antonio, we'll have the world's tallest screaming swing. What so, is that? Cl- so close your eyes for a moment. All right. And, closed. and picture yourself on a swing in the playground. Okay. Now, now, were you the kid who would try to like go all the way over the bar or were you the one um, just... Duh, Jeff. Of okay, course. Of course. All right. So now, now picture that swing is 105 feet tall. That's eight stories tall, what? and you're swinging back and forth at 68 miles an hour up to 135 what? feet in the air. Um, wait, it, can I open my eyes now? Because I just got totally excited and freaked out all like all of the emotions at the same time. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's going to be such such a fun thrill ride, and we've we've placed it right along. There's a lake right in the middle of the park, and it's it's right at the lake edge, so we maximize those what? views. It's uh, it's going to be a, a fantastic addition to to that lineup at that park. It's also a 48 inch height restriction, so kids, you know, probably around the eight eight year age uh, and up, will be able to enjoy it uh, nice. with, with the family. What are the chances of a good selfie on that ride? <laughs> <laughs> with that view, that view sounds amazing. All yeah, right, so it, that's San Antonio. So I feel like I'm going to have to make a road trip um, on my 2022 plans. Uh, what else do we have? Another one. So continuing the road trip out west, then you'll hit up SeaWorld San Diego. My childhood home. We'll be opening up California's tallest and fastest floorless dive coaster. What so does I, that mean? 
I've been lucky enough to test out this ride myself, and I can tell you firsthand experience, it is it is so much fun. So on this ride, first we'll take you up a 45 deg- degree lift, 153 feet up in the air, and then up at the top, you get this fantastic panoramic view of Mission Bay, and then you look out towards the Pacific Ocean, and then just as you've had a moment to really soak up that scenery, then we dangle you over the edge, what? looking down 90 degrees down at, at the ground. Stop. Stop. Yeah, it's what uh, is it's, that one called? That one's called Emperor. Emperor. Oh my goodness! And all of these are opening next year. That will be opening in March of next year. Yes. Wow. So, you, the one of the first things you said when when we started talking was about being an engineer and engineering these rides. How long, say, from start to finish, does that take? I'm always fascinated because to me that would take I don't know a million years, but. I don't have an engineering brain, obviously. So that's why you're on the show. <laughs> so typically for one of those attractions, it's about three to four years from wow. the, the early napkin sketches to opening day. You know, half of that times is the design and half of that's in construction. So I, I love talking to school groups about that because I always relate it to high school, right? So if you think <laughs> about when you're a freshman and it's right. like, oh man, I'm never going to graduate, never going to graduate. And then, you know, Finally, you get to become a senior, and then graduation day for us is the first time you get to ride those those roller coasters. And you know the, uh, that that's really one of the best parts about the job, being able to ride a, a, an attraction that you helped divine and develop over so many years, and then seeing everybody get off with smiles on their faces. Then you know you've you've done a fantastic job. All right, I need some inside scoop on what you just said. Who legitimately gets that job of testing? the ride, like the very first person, like who, how do you decide that? Who is it? And how can my teenager get that job? Because I know she would like it. So uh, we we do test our rides pretty significantly before we have any uh, humans uh, ride it for the first time. And we actually have uh, biodynamic test dummies. So if you think about like the yeah. test dummies you see for, for car testing, similar yeah. idea where we're, we're measuring all the G-forces to, to make sure it's all within all of our parameters. Uh, and then uh, our team uh, of engineers—it's a select group. We get to uh, to take that that inaugural ride around around the track. Do you ever get scared? I do get scared. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm uh, I'm I'm not as uh, as young as I used to be. So some of those <laughs> thrill rides they 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 get a little bit be a little bit intense. And uh, I think probably the most intimidating thing about those attractions is that. No matter how many simulations and um, design reviews you've gone through, you really don't know what the ride experience is going to be like until you ride it for the first time. So right. there's just a lot of anticipation and build up for for that for that initial run. But um, it it's always been a, a, a fantastic fantastic uh, experience for us, and we've we've really created some some amazing thrill rides over the years. All right, Jeff, it's just the two of us. I have to ask you. Are you competitive with your rides? Like, haha, nanny, nanny, boo, boo, my ride's better than your ride. I mean, is it a competitive situation happening? It it is a little bit competitive, uh, but the the theme park industry is is pretty small and, and tight knit. Um, so we all uh, kind of egg each other on to try to to get the, uh, the the latest and greatest attraction award. Uh, you know, I will say we 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 just won uh, the number one roller coaster in the USA by what? USA Today's ten best. So we'll uh, we'll take that one and put that on our mantle. Which one did you win for? Uh, for Mako. For Mako. Oh, that's awesome. So do you get an award that like you get to put on your desk? I think we'll just print a little certificate and put it, put it on my desk. <laughs> I think you should just for bragging rights. <laughs>
So Jeff, we have so many super fans that are with us right now. And I kind of love having you here because you're giving us that like secret behind the scenes. So I think for for all of us super fans, we need to know, like, are there any maybe hidden details or like we like to call them Easter eggs that we should be looking for? We need some we need some secret juice here is what I'm saying. Let me see if I can peek behind the curtain okay. a little for you. So uh, <laughs> on on Icebreaker in Orlando, so we, we've placed that next to our Wild Arctic exhibit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we thought that attraction could continue the storyline uh, of that attraction. And it that, that storyline is really based on an Arctic research base. So as you walk through the queue of Icebreaker, you'll, you'll see little nods and homages to the characters and the storyline of that, that Arctic research base from, from Wild Arctic. And then as you're, as you're walking through the queue, you'll also notice some great educational graphics um, to learn more about Arctic environments and conservation. And we partnered with the Alaska Sea Life Center, who have some amazing animal rehabilitation and, and education efforts to be able to create the content for those. So you will learn a, a little bit of something uh, as, as you're waiting in line for that attraction. It seems that there's a lot of thought process into not just the design of the ride, but the whole theming of it so that there's all of these connections. How do you make sure you're you're constantly thinking more about all of it instead of just the design? Yeah, we we love to look to nature uh, to to inspire us, not only for the the ride itself, but also the the queue experience. And it, it really is just the the co- the collective uh, of that that makes it uh, a, an enjoyable attraction for our guests. So, you know, another great example of that is is Emperor, and that type of coaster is is a dive machine. So I got air quotes for a dive machine. That's just <laughs> the type of ride it is. But if you've ever seen penguins dive, it, yeah. it's fast. It's fascinating how clunky those animals are on land, but how graceful they can be underwater. And it's when like you me, see that Jeff. roller coaster and diving and then going <laughs> through this graceful maneuvers, it feels you know just like like a, a, a penguin. So that's why the emperor theme was was a perfect fit for for that attraction. Uh, needless to say, you know, the SeaWorld San Diego Park, that's the only facility in North America that even has emperor penguins. So get a ride on the emperor ride and then go see the, the emperor penguins in, in real life. And for those train designs, we we studied the colors and the patterns and the shapes of the feathers of, of the emperor penguins, especially if you look under those feathers in our magnifying glass, they have a very specific shape. So if you look at the very front of those trains, you'll see a lot of those little detail, the penguin details to help influence that that look. And as you're walking through the queue of, of the emperor ride, we, we were able to partner with Penguins International uh, and their mission is to really have a lot of research and, and protect penguin species around the world. And we work with them to develop infographics. So when, you, when you're walking through the queue, you, you learn more about penguins and what makes them so, so unique and so special. Um, and as a company, we, we even have a, pro, a portion of our proceeds of emperor retail merchandise to, uh, to be donated to Penguins International. So as part of your visit, you're, you're also giving back to the animals in the, in the world. I wanted to say it's like a penguin win. Like when, when, and then I realized what a bad dad joke that sounded like. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I know how cool it would be to say, oh, look, I work at SeaWorld and yes, I design roller coasters. I mean, I'm sure you are like everyone's favorite party guest when they find out what you do for a living. And I know there has to be a question that you 
always get asked at every dinner party or at the grocery store, whatever, whenever you're having that conversation with someone and you tell them about your cool and amazing job, what is the number one question they always ask you? You know, I'll, I'll tell you for when I'm talking to school groups uh, about engineering, which, you know, you think of every physics book ever, it always has a roller coaster on, on the cover, right? So <laughs> right. it's it's a pretty pretty easy topic to to discuss with them. But it's it's less of a question and more of a suggestion. And there's there's always top two suggestions about what kind of roller coasters to design. And the number one suggestion is usually dragons. And the number two one is with fire. So <laughs> what about a fire breathing dragon roller uh, coaster? Revolutionary! I love it, but it's it, it's great. Kid, kids always have the their their hearts in the in the same place, and it it's it's awesome to talk through you know how we could you know what does what does a dragon coaster look like? What does it feel like? How would you choreograph such roller coaster? So, walking through that and playing with that with the kids, it's it's always it's always enjoyable conversation. I love that. Do you remember any particular ride? How many times is the most you've ever been on it in a row? So my favorite attraction at Seawater Orlando is Infinity Falls, and that is uh, a, an amazing world-class river rapids adventure. And we had such a great time developing that attraction to get guests uh, just the right amount of wet and, <laughs> and, and just the ma- right amount of thrill. So that, that ride, it, is a, it's a blast. Just watching guests get off just completely soaked from, from head to toe, but they always have a smile on their face and they just get right back in line. You know, I, I could just sit there uh, on a bench and just watch people you know, all day long, just, just get soaked on that ride. It's, it's fantastic. And of course, one final question we like to ask every single guest. What is the best thing you have seen in the world? The best thing I've seen in the world has probably got to be the Yellowstone. That's that's my favorite national park. And my parents took me there when I was in high school. And, you know, the geysers and the, the hot springs, that's just this amazing kaleidoscope of colors. It's 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 just breathtaking. And it's such an, like the, the landscape's so enormous and such a great diversity of geography and wildlife and Really, the, the natural world really is one of the best forms of, of inspiration. I love that. I'm from California. I got to go to, and it is, everything you just said is spot on. Thank you so much, Jeff, for your time today. I've so enjoyed learning all of the behind the scenes. I feel like I learned a bunch of new things. I feel like I'm going to be able to get the cool points that I was going for at the beginning of our time together. So thank you so much. Thank you. I'm Cindy Simmons, and as always, be sure to check SeaWorld.com and select your favorite park to stay in the loop on all of the great things happening at SeaWorld. And lastly, it would mean the world to me if you subscribed, left a review, and shared this podcast with all of your wonderful friends. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.